welcome back to Paperback Besties, where we are besties who like to read and like to talk about it. I'm Rachel. I'm Callan, and we are finally fucking done with Twilight. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know if we would ever make it. The way I was dreading every time I had to pick up this book. I know. I almost read another book just to do here and there to break it up, and I was like, no, just you're so close. Keep going. Like, just cross it off your to-do list. I... I didn't, but we kept joking in this house about how funny it would be if I DNF'd this book. (laughs) Because I never DNF things, like, famously. And I was like, I should just quit. Just come back on the pod and be like, I didn't finish. (laughs) I gave up. The other day, I think I was at, like, 75%. Which, like, in any normal book, by the time you get 75%, you just, I gotta finish this right now. That's where the stuff happens. And I said... I'm going to sit down and I'm going to finish this damn book. But 75% was still like a hundred and something pages. Mm -hmm. Of nothing. Of nothing. So we start. (laughs) Jumping straight in. We start on chapter 20. New. Bella's a vampire. She finally like woke up. And of course everything's perfect. And she's so perfect. What I don't like about this, among many things, is that all of her problems are just gone now. Immediately. She doesn't have feelings for Jacob anymore. That was just a passing fad. Now everything's back to normal. She's not clumsy anymore. That was a passing fad. Um, she's not awkward anymore. That was passing. Like everything like that made her who she was. Is yeah. Just, Come on. No. I feel like it's a different. I, I don't know. I just feel like who she was in the first part of this book and like every other book and now is like two totally different people. But she's more insufferable as a vampire. She really doubles down on the insufferability of herself. But, like, she's not the same person, so it's like she's different, but I still don't like her (laughs) at all. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't even have, like, the benefit of being, like, human and making mistakes that are human now. Right. Now it's like you're immortal and you're still pissing me off. (laughs) Yep. My first note is one page into the chapter when she's talking about smells. And I don't know what it is, but sometimes, like, books will do that where they describe a smell. Somebody, like, smells, like, wood, oak, and cinnamon and i'm like i've never like smelled a human and been like oh yes you smell like wood moss and cedar bridge like yes what are you talking about but she's talking about i guess it's edward's smell and she says i could taste an almost honey dash lilac dash almond and sun flavored scent that was the strongest thing the closest thing to me and my note is what pray tell does the sun flavor (laughs) it's like yankee candle (laughs) Oh, it's almost. Jesus Christ. I can't even read it. It's like so many dashes. Almost honey, lilac, and sun. So honey and lilac are smells. Sun? It's the Yankee Candle thing. I was, just, it like, I was like, what are we talking about? They're talking about, oh, how was your transformation process like? Because we put you under morphine. And she straight up lies. I said, the very first thing you say to these people that you're going to spend forever with is it's a lie. lie. For what? <laughs> what? What point? <laughs> Why not tell because them? Because she didn't want to upset Edward. That was the whole thing. 25 pages of you suffering and you can't even tell them that it sucked. Nope. She calls her own voice a singing voice. And my note is just what the fuck is a singing voice? (laughs) She's just talking like this. (laughs) What is that? I don't care. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Listeners, we've lost it. If you thought we've lost it in the last episode, just wait. Because both of us cracks i think i'm already grumpy i think my period's coming in like the next 24 hours so i'm already feeling kind of grumpy (laughs) so if i come out extra (laughs) it's fine oh my gosh the next one is i have another one on the next page 
Carlisle says, you are quite controlled, more so than I expected. And I said, of course. That's my first of many of courses. She's perfect. She's doing everything so well. She's just fantastic and perfect at everything she does. It's like she was meant for this lifestyle. So she's looking at everything and everything she sees is more crisp and detailed. And she's like, no wonder vampires all have ADD. Um, Which I feel like I would hate. So she looks at Jasper and she can see all of his scars all over Mm -hmm. his body. And he's like completely covered in like teeth marks and stuff. And... The scars were like a lighted billboard. Dangerous, they screamed. How many vampires had tried to kill Jasper? Hundreds? Thousands? The same number that had died in the attempt. And so she's looking at him and she's like, oh, he's scary looking. And like, my thought, I said, I don't understand this logic. To me, a man completely covered in scars is very sad. Like, is that not like a sad story that you're like, oh, I'm so sorry that this happened to you? Because you already know his story. Yeah. And she's like, oh, he's scary now. Like... (laughs) She's talking about her eyes because the one thing that's not perfect about her is her eyes because they're blazing red. She's described, she's already described herself, what she looks like, which is perfect, except the Mm -hmm. eyes. And here it says, in the mirror, the perfect eyebrows lifted incredulously above her glowing crimson eyes because she's talking about herself in like third person in -hmm. the mirror. Brighter than any I'd ever seen before. So anyway, it goes back to how her face is perfect now. And it's just weird to me that vampire venom not only has healing powers, but it also has the ability to restructure your entire face and make it perfect. And also, who are you, Vampire Venom, to say that people's faces are imperfect the way that they are? I mean, maybe just Bella thought she was imperfect because she has really low self-esteem. But, I mean, I can see the way that, like, it, it can... If you turn into a vampire now, you're essentially stone, in a way. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that like, your eyebrow that sags a little bit is now going to immediately lift up to match the other one. Nobody's proportionate. Is that something that Edward said in the first one? Like, oh, like our, our faces are like extra beautiful to entice people in kind of thing. And I like, think so. Like what beauty standards is Vampire Venom like succumbing to? The 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> the impossible 2000s. Yeah. Then we go hunting. She leaps over the river and... Edward's like, oh, that was quite graceful, even for a vampire. Of course. She said, I consider that for a moment, then I beamed. If he had just been saying that, then Emmett would have laughed. No one found his remark humorous, so it must have been true. Okay. (laughs) It was the first time anyone had ever applied the word graceful to me in my entire life. Or, well, existence, anyway. And I was like, so not only is Bella not human looking, she's also incredibly graceful and she's no longer clumsy and like all of her characteristics that made her who she is and not like other girls is completely gone. She's just a completely different person. And I, I think it's scary. You just lose everything about yourself. This is the messages change everything that makes you who you are, even though we didn't like Bella, but like if she just grew a little bit, you know, and owned up to her mistakes, maybe. But, mm-hmm. like, the messages just change everything about who you are, and you'll love yourself. hmm What are we doing, Stephanie? She jumps over the river, and everybody's laughing, and everyone's like, ha, 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 Abella's wonderful now. <laughs> what are we doing? I don't know. And Jacob's there, and she hears him laugh. So Jacob was watching, too. I couldn't imagine what he was thinking now or what he was still doing here. I had envisioned our reunion, if he could ever forgive me, taking place far in the future when I was more stable and time had healed the wounds I'd inflicted on his heart. And my note is, don't start this. 
Now she wakes up and she's just suddenly over him. And what is that? Is that just like a human emotion? I think, didn't it say somewhere? took away. Didn't it say somewhere she thought maybe it was just the human part of me. It was the human emotion that this took away. I think that did. Probably. Unless it like came to me in a dream, which (laughs) at this point. I'm going to go with it. Okay. It sounds vaguely familiar and I don't like that either. Oh, so Bella's in the woods and because she's so perfect, I just can't. (laughs) (laughs) so she's in the woods and she starts to hunt a deer or whatever a moose and then she smells humans and she's like in her hunting feral mode and so she goes towards the humans and then she's like these are humans and then she like runs away and edward's like what the hell was that like i was fully Mm -hmm. expecting you to kill those people so then she said oh she's like oh i growled at you that's why you're mad at me and he's like what are you talking about and she's like i growled at you and he said of course you did that's only natural but i can't understand how you ran away and she said what else could i do it might have been someone I know. I said, not just a person in general. Like, you knew that you didn't want to hunt humans. So <laughs> you're like, it's human. I realized too late. Like, I don't want to hunt humans. You're like, it could have been someone I know. In this, this is what the Bachelor franchise calls in this for the wrong reasons. And my note goes along with everything <laughs> you're saying. Edward says, you shouldn't be able to do any of this. You shouldn't be so, so rational. You shouldn't be able to stand here discussing this with me calmly and coolly and much more than any of that you should not have been able to break off mid-hunt with a scent of human blood in the air even mature vampires have difficulty with that we're always very careful of where we hunt so as to not put ourselves in the path of temptation bella you're behaving like you're decades rather than days old and i said of course she's special what are we doing stephanie like what is this I don't know. What is the lesson to be learned? There's no lesson. There's none. It is. The whole point of this book is this sentence. Nothing. There's no point. That's <laughs> it. I was there's, waiting. There was no, there's not, there's. The whole point of this book is complete escapism, but it's escapism mm-hmm. for 17 year olds who are already self-conscious and in between child and adult being a woman versus a girl so it's like i don't think bella is the appropriate heroine that teenage women girls should look up to then it's it's giving the wrong and maybe it's not this deep but i'm taking it this deep i'm more of a deep thoughtful person and i kind of regret that this was like my thing it was like formative years for us yeah And here it's like, oh, just change everything about yourself and then you'll love yourself finally because you're not you anymore. No, fuck that. Mm -hmm. I was listening to our episodes today and to like get prepared to do this. And I was, we said something about like how Bella was single track mind about how all of her problems will be solved when she was a vampire. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you're stupid. Like, of course, that's like not going to happen. And then apparently, according to Stephanie, yeah, yeah. Just change yourself. You'll be fine. Yeah. I don't... I don't like it. I don't like this lesson. So she's hunting mountain lions. And I just thought it was funny that she's like gets covered in blood and stuff. She's just wearing like scraps of clothing. She's wearing like a dress. Alice put her in a dress and was like, oh, hunt. I'm like, Alice, I mean, I know people like you. I don't like you. This is the (laughs) dumbest fucking thing. Give her leggings and a hoodie. She always is in these weird dresses and she's like in a shrapnel of a dress for like the rest of the chapter. Like the whole time that she yeah. has band stuff, like she's like in shreds of a dress. She's watching Edward Hunt 
And she said, it's a surprisingly sensual experience to observe Edward hunting. His smooth spring was like the sinuous strike of a snake. His hands were so sure, so strong, so completely inescapable. His full lips were perfect as they parted gracefully over his gleaming teeth. He was glorious. And I said, oh, okay. I just, I just, oh. I just have a lot of one words here. Just, okay. Just, I don't know what we're doing. The whole summary of this chapter, we're hunting. Bella's graceful now. She smells humans, runs away. They go back home. Great. Next chapter. Promised. I feel like any one of these chapters could have been the last chapter of the book. Yes. And nothing would have been gained or lost. Nothing. Like, that's like you could finish the book at any point here. The conflict is that Bella is no longer a vampire. Bella's a vampire now. End of conflict. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah. And she's happy. So, like, let's leave it at that. Why is Jacob still here? I asked. How can he stand it? Why should he? My ringing voice trembled a little. Again. What? Why should he? <laughs> Why should he have to suffer more? Jacob isn't suffering, Edward said in a strange new tone, though I might be willing to change his condition, Edward added through his teeth. Edward, I hissed, yanking him to a stop and feeling a little thrill of smugness that I was able to do it. How can you say that? Jacob has given up everything to protect us. What I've put him through, I cringed at the dim memory of shame and guilt. It seemed odd now that I had needed him so much then. That sense of absence without him near had vanished. Here it is. It must have been a human weakness. This statement literally tells me that she doesn't and never gave a fuck about Jacob. Jacob is a person with feelings too, and she's just like brushing that off as her own weakness. Yep. How fucking rude is it to consider an entire relationship with someone else as human weakness? Yeah, like everyone that comes into your life is there even like no matter how shitty or, you know, head over heels you are in love with this person even though they were like a terrible person. Like everyone's there to teach you a lesson and you're just like, that was a weakness. I was just human weakness. I literally was in love with him for two straight years. (laughs) Okay. My note was just, oop, we're a vampire now and all of our other problems have vanished and we no longer love Jacob just like that. Yep. Jacob's, like, standing in the way between her meeting the baby and he's trying to, like, test it to see if she is immune to the smell of him to try to, to test whether or not she'll kill her own baby. But Jacob is being really overprotective and it's like, oh, it's safer to see how Bella does with me. I heal fast. And she's like, this was a test to see if I could not kill Jacob before I tried not to kill Renesme. And my note is like, she's her fucking baby, Jacob. Let her see her own child. Like, it's none of your business. I, he's, it's valid, though. It's valid. Because nobody knows that she's so perfect yet. That's true. Even if our friendship had survived. As my eyes met Jacob's now, I thought maybe it had. He still looked at me, still looked like my best friend, but he wasn't the one who had changed. What did I look like to him? Then he smiled his familiar smile and the smile of a kindred spirit. And I was sure our friendship was intact. It was just like before when we were hanging out in his homemade garage, just two friends killing time. He was in love with you the whole time, but okay. Mm-hmm. Easy and normal. Again, I noticed that strange need I'd felt for him before I changed was completely gone. He was just my friend the way it was supposed to be. I have this tab too. My note is that, is this nod to the strange need being the baby? Or is she just over her feelings for him completely? Like, what is what is happening? I mean, that strange need was completely gone. So, yeah. I think it was, I think she's trying to say the baby, like, that's just a fucking stretch for me. I'm just going to ignore it completely. That, because her one egg was part of Renesmee, I'm just going to, don't even, I'm going to ignore that. 
Hmm. I'm just going to say it was her human weakness. <laughs> just gone. Human's weakness. Yeah. Well, a lot of my beginning notes of Vela's vampirism is all just like, I don't like how all your problems are just solved now. I just right. don't. 436 I have. Jacob just kept grinning. grinning. This made me feel hopeful that the things were were going to be right between us the way they hadn't been for so long now. Maybe now I could truly be his friend since I disgusted him enough physically that he couldn't love me the same way as before. Maybe that's all I needed. And I was like, no, all you needed was to make a decision about your emotions. Poor she says, I disgusted him physically. Like, you can leave that out. You're fine. And that also, like, it takes agency away from Jacob by saying, like, oh, the only reason why he was attracted to me was that he was attracted to me physically. Now I'm disgusting physically. He must not love me anymore. Like, if we take the baby and the fact that Jacob is clocked out of love and Bella, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. he's, like, in love with the baby now. If you take that out of it, would he still be in love with her because she's a completely different person? Like, you can't just... Don't just wake up one day. It's, like, a gradual thing, like, falling out of love. But, like, she's saying, like, oh, I look different now, so he's disgusted by me, so he must not love me anymore. You're still his friend. Yeah, like, you're telling him that he only loved you for your looks in the first place, which clearly was not the point. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I just don't maybe this isn't making sense but I just I don't like that line of thought at all we're meeting Renesmee and in my notes I started calling Renesmee Remy because I didn't feel like typing her name out I will continue to call her Remy like the rat from Ratatouille because her name is stupid so we meet Remy and she is a stranger child in Rosalie's arms had to be weeks if not months old. She was maybe twice the size of the baby in my dim memory, and she seemed to be supporting her own torso easily as she stretched towards me. Her shiny bronze-colored hair fell in ringlets past her shoulders. Her chocolate-brown eyes examined me with an interest that was not at all childlike. It was adult, aware, and intelligent. She raised one hand, reaching in my direction for a moment. And I said, nope. Just a little tiny human person? No. And, like, they describe her, like, proportions. Like, she isn't, like, chubby like a baby and have, like, little chubby feet. She's, like, a she's tiny a person. Yeah, she's, like, thin. She doesn't have the baby fat. Edward's just retelling everyone how perfect Bella is. He's mm-hmm. telling the entire story about how she just held her breath and ran away from the human scent. And I just had, of course. As he starts to tell that story, she said, my teeth ground together. And I said... So apparently the human trait, the one human trait that vampirism did not take away is the fucking teeth grinding that everyone (laughs) in this whole book suffers from. The amount of times, I almost tabbed it every time, but I would have ran out of tabs. The amount of times that everybody's like teeth ground together or my teeth snapped closed or like teeth. Everybody needs a grind guard because this is insane. (laughs) Was she doing that in embarrassment? Was she grinding her teeth in embarrassment? I don't even know. I don't get the reference. He's saying like, I thought she felt ashamed because she why? reacted to the oh. because she reacted to the humans at all. She's not. She, she's not a hundred percent perfect. Only right. nine point nine. Right. Exactly. That's how I took it. God. And Esme says she could have turned on you. She's only hours old. Esme scolded, putting her hand against her heart. Oh, we should have gone with you. And my note is, I'm pretty sure this is Esme's first line in this entire book. Yes. You know what's funny? Rachel, other Rachel, is in some Twilight shit-talking group on Facebook somehow, and she sent me a meme that makes actually a really good point that Jasper- get in on this group? Yeah. <laughs> Jasper and Rosalie never interact. <laughs> and I said, 
Yeah. <laughs> they never have any interactions. <laughs> and they're supposed to be twins, but they never speak to each other in I four books. Stephanie created, like, this huge cast of characters and then, like, forgot about most of them. Well, they only interact with, like, their mates. That's it. And the guys interact and the girls barely do. Yeah, like, how often do Rosalie and Alice talk? Barely ever. It was only in, like, Eclipse. Yeah, like, on the thing with the phone and they were, like, snipping at each other. But they're yeah. not, like, they don't feel like, like they, they don't have a relationship. No, no one, ha- the only people that have relationships are the people, like, actually in romantic relationships. How often do Esme and Emmett have a conversation? They don't. This is hilarious. I, never <laughs> I don't think any of them talk to each other other they than don't. they talk to Bella and they you talk only to their exist. partners. The, this book basically is describing how friendship means fuck all nothing if you have a romantic relationship. That's the premise this of this book. This is a terrible book. Yeah. <laughs> the lessons and maybe we're thinking more about it than Stephanie did. Maybe she wrote it to be escapism and she was just like, this is a fun story and I want to tell it. And you're not thinking about. And we're bigger- taking it too seriously. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we're 30-something years old. We're outside of the target market, so like we're analyzing it. When you put something out into the world, especially something that's like a cultural phenomenon, which at this point she knew that she had, you know what I mean? Like, this mm-hmm. is the fourth book in a series. Like, you knew that this was going to be big. So, like, you can't put something this, like, irresponsible out into right. the world. And, like, it lasts the test of time. This book came out, what, 2007? Like, it's 2024. We're still talking about it. I don't know if the kids these days are, but... I don't think so either. Yeah. She's trying to hold the baby and Jake like is keep interrupting and all this stuff. And I was like, Jacob, just because you're in love with this baby doesn't give you higher priority over her mother. Like, mm-hmm. relax. Or like, she's like holding the baby and Jacob like still has his hand on the baby. And I was like, go away. <laughs> Shoo. Not about you. It was like really <laughs> pissing me off. And it was pissing Bella off, which, you know, good for her. And then Bella finds out, she pieces it together that Jacob imprinted on Renesmee. Mm-hmm. And she says, you stupid mutt, how could you? My baby. And I'm like, that is your best friend. It's the love of your life two days ago. And you're calling him a stupid mutt? Like, you know the whole story. You know he can't help it. Like, this is just aggressive. Like, now you don't have to worry about Renesme going off with, like, the guy who sells drugs on, like, the street corner when she's 15. You know what's funny is, like, later in this book, and I have even some notes about it, Bella is already starting to give... Renee's trauma to Renesme. I have that note too. Okay. <laughs> I have a note for it because I'm like, we're not going to recycle this. Learn. I have that note later. <laughs> it's, like, she's a terrible mother immediately. Like, immediately. Like, like, we have this scene and then we go fuck Edward in a cottage for like <laughs> 24 hours. Jacob says something about like, oh, like you said that we were always going to be family and now this way I will be your family. And she said, you think you'll be part of my family as my son-in-law? And then Emmett laughed. And I said, the only saving grace for me in these moments is Emmett being chaotic because I think it's hilarious that he's just like, this is funny. Emmett's Emmett's the only one with lines, so. (laughs) He's no stakes and he's just like enjoying it. And I'm like, good for Emmett. He just thinks Bella is just a fun sideshow. When she's like, you named my daughter after the Loch Ness monster. I was like, you named her Renesme. What the fuck did you think would come from it? You asked for it. Did you notice that like in the last line of the book when she calls her Renes, she calls her Nessie. And then like in her monologue, like in her descriptor, she's like, Nessie laid down. And it's like, oh, we're changing now because we can finally tell. Yeah. 
That's not the way I wanted you to change, Bella. <laughs> I don't care about that. I care about the way that you're a terrible person. <laughs> and still are. <laughs> that didn't change. That didn't, didn't change. change. You might have changed as a person, but you're still terrible. <laughs> yeah, you've changed to become a worse vampire than... Whatever. Chapter 23. Oh, she lunges at them and, and in it, at Jacob and inadvertently hurts Seth. <laughs> Seth deserves better than this. Everyone does. So she attacks Jacob and she says, It only made it worse that Edward was having a difficult time keeping the smile off his face. I knew that Jacob didn't deserve my overreaction, but Edward seemed to find something satisfying in it. Maybe he was just wishing that he had the excuse of being a newborn so he could do something physical about his irritation with Jacob too. And I feel every single time that Bella makes these like assumptions in her narration, it is wrong. And I said, Edward is finally validated that the bullshit with your feelings with Jacob is finally over. And he has physical proof that you're like wanting to attack him. There's nothing to do with Edward feeling like, I wish I was a newborn so I could attack him. He's like, thank God my wife is finally like done with being in love with Jacob. Yeah. My wife. (laughs) Thank God my wife only loves me now. Yeah. Then at the bottom of that page, she's just like beating herself up. Of course. I buried my face in my hands. It shuddered at the thought, the very real possibility that she could have bitten Seth instead. Could have happened so easily, and werewolves didn't react to vampire venom the same way humans did. They told me only now. It was poison to them. And then she says, I'm a bad person. And I said, we're back. Yep, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And she said, the main thing was the end of the feud with Sam's pack, which was why the other... The others felt safe to come and go as they pleased again. The truce was stronger than ever, or more binding, depending on your viewpoint. So basically, the whole tension of the first... 30% of this book, half of this book, gone. gone. Because Jacob Jacob imprinted on Renesmee, so nobody can do anything about her now, and everything's fine. So all of Jacob's narration about the tension with the wolf politics, actually in two sentences, it's just gone now. Don't worry about it. It makes sense, like, how they have that rule. Sure. But it, I don't like how everything's just wrapped up. Like, how I didn't like in the last one, how we had Bella whine for essentially a book and a half about getting married mm-hmm. and then suddenly just it's not so bad oh, that's not so bad oh. hmm. okay i said this before in um in powerless when they conveniently found the bandaging materials when she mm. was bleeding out i don't like convenience in books mm-hmm. especially when i don't think that they're like well explained or presented this is just like oh conveniently don't worry about it yep i'm like i don't like okay that. like a big plot point don't worry about it so yeah everything's wrapped up with the wolves so she's like okay one big worry down the next one is charlie what would be the right thing to tell him were the colons right was telling him that i died the best kindest way would i be able to lie still in a coffin while he and my mother cried over me and i said one you should have thought about this beforehand and two yes you can you're literally dead you can lay still in a coffin but her emotions (laughs) my note on 466 is just she's they're talking about her potential superhero abilities and how it must be her insane self-control. Just like how Esme's superhero ability is the fact that she's just really loving. But did they really say that? No, I mean, they didn't oh. mention Esme in this moment, but oh, like okay. that is but- a thing that they were like, oh, Esme's just like really kind yeah. and loving and that's her superpower. And I was like, no. That's Okay. Or they're like, oh, maybe this was her gift. Everyone's different. Everyone has their own challenges. Perhaps what Bella is doing goes beyond the natural. Maybe this is her gift. 
Edward's like, that's an interesting theory and quite plausible. She said, for a tiny space, I was disappointed. What? No magic visions, no formidable offensive abilities, like, oh, shooting lightning bolts from my eyes or something. Nothing helpful or cool at all. And then I realized what that might mean if my superpower was no more than exceptional self-control. For one thing, at least I had a gift. It could have been nothing. And I'm like, this is what we call in it for the wrong reasons. And not only do you have to be perfect, but you have to be super perfect. So at the end of chapter 23, Alice like comes in with a key and she's like, happy birthday. And Bella's like, no one count. No one starts counting on the actual day of birth. I reminded her your first birthday is at the one year mark, Alice. And she's like, we're not celebrating your vampire birthday yet. It's September 13th, Bella. Happy 19th birthday. She fucking goes. No, no, no way. I shook my head fiercely and then shot a glance at the smug smile on my 17-year-old husband's face. <laughs> no, this doesn't count. I stopped aging three days ago. I'm 18 forever. My note is, please shut the fuck up. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> her age not- isn't really that important, Edward. She found her life and now she wants to start living it. So yeah, they gave her a key to a little cottage that Esme fixed up on their grounds. So they're going to give it to them so they can be a family out there and they can have alone time. And then Emmett is constantly like busting their chops about all the sex they're not having in the cottage. What they are, but I don't know. He's just being facetious about it. He's like the only one who is like a brother. And Alice walked them down and then she left and Bella's like, that was weird. Am I really that bad? They didn't have to stay away. Now I feel guilty. I didn't even thank her right. We should go back and tell Esme. And I was just like, can you, can you, st- like, what is this? What is this constant? Well, it's not self-loathing, but it's like self-consciousness that just keeps mm-hmm. happening. And it's like, just Bella, you're driving me crazy. And Edward goes on to tell her, don't be silly. Like, no one thinks you're unreasonable. And he said, alone time was their other gift. Alice was just trying to be subtle about it. And I'm just like, where the fuck is your child? You have a child now. You are parents. That means you have responsibilities. When your child is like a teenager next month, then have alone time. But Mm -hmm. you spent all of 10 minutes with her since you woke up. So again, not thinking about the consequences of your actions. Mm -hmm. They are terrible parents. Like, maybe like, okay, great. It's we have a big family. Everyone lives together. Nobody sleeps. So like you have 24-7 monitoring. But at the same time, like. You chose to have the child, so, like, yeah. you should be the primary caretakers of this child, not outsourcing to Rosalie and Carlisle. And, and even Esme. though they're like, giving you alone time, if you get mad at Jacob for being everywhere within, like, meeting her, it's like, okay, but now you're okay with leaving her with everyone? Like, you're not wanting your child to be there with you? You just want to go have sex with your husband? I feel like the only parenting that she does to this baby is just, like, hold her... Yes. At various times. The bare minimum. You're doing the bare minimum, Renee. (laughs) Renee, yeah. (laughs) My note when she was like, oh, am I really that bad that like when I get gifts? And I was like, yes, you (laughs) Yes. Actually, you are quite terrible. So, yes. Yep. They they don't have to catch their breath or rest or eat or use the bathroom. Um, No more mundane human needs. They had all the time in the world and he's so perfect. And what point am I going to think? I've had enough for the day. I'm always going to want more. And the day was never going to end. So in such a situation, how did we ever stop? Because you have a child to take care of. You have responsibilities, yeah. You have a child that is half human that you need to take care of. She needs needs to do all those mundane human activities. So 
Who's changing her little pull-ups? Who's feeding her? She has to eat like every couple hours, I think. I don't know how babies work. She has to eat fairly regularly. <laughs> who's there for those emotional needs? Like she's emotional developing needs. very quickly. So you got to get through all of Freud's shit really quick. And you've been there for none of them so far. You've been there for none of it. <laughs> so what is this baby learning in her her formative moments that her mother is not around? <laughs> Zero to four is very pivotal in developmental <laughs> psychology. And you've are you've got basically missed zero to two <laughs> and she's learned that her mother's not around in the Rose beginning i get because you were like turning into a vampire but now you know you've had a full day and you and the baby's communicating that the baby needs to be near you she like keeps touching people's faces and is like where's my mom yeah and you're just too busy fucking your job you can't even can't even parent your child <laughs> i'm really mad about this <laughs> yeah <laughs> it just hit me i'm like this baby is calling out for you and they're like she just wants bella bella's busy she'll be a teenager next month you can wait like not saying that you can't get any alone time in but like immediately it's the first day that you've had with this baby and you immediately neglected it right so essentially bella is not thirsty for human blood or blood Mm -hmm. in general or anything she's just incredibly horny and already passing generational trauma down to her daughter. This is where my notice. She's asking Edward, like, how long does this horniness last? I mean, Carlisle and Esme, Emmett and Rose, or M and Rose, excuse me. Alice and Jasper, they don't spend all day locked in their rooms. And then he goes, well, Rosalie and Emmett were the worst. And I said, called it. Good for them. <laughs> yeah. Good for Rose. Because she had some pretty intense trauma involving sex. So good for her for finding a positive sex partner in her life. And I bet he treats her like a queen. It was only a little while later that Edward reminded me of my priorities. It took him one word, Renezme. Which, did he have a say in this name? Because I bet he hates it. She said, I probably looked like a cartoon the way I sprung up and looked back at him. His diamond body faintly glinting in the diffuse light. Then away to the west where Renesmee waited, and then back at him again, and then back towards her, my head whipping from side to side half a dozen times in a second. Edward smiled but didn't laugh. He was a strong man. And I'm like, and this is where I'm like, okay. So Bella's just incredibly horny, not thirsty, and is passing generational trauma down to her daughter. Got it. Got it. She, farther down that page, I have a note. I would balance this overwhelming, devastating desire that I could so that I could be a good, it was hard to think the word. Though Renesme was a very real and very vital in my life, it was still difficult to think of myself as mother. I was supposed anyone would feel the same, though, without nine months to get used to the idea and with a child that changed by the hour. And I said, bitch, you wanted this so badly mm-hmm. ten chapters ago. And now that the baby's born, she's like, I don't feel like a mom. I'm like, <laughs> it's because you held your baby for five minutes and then left you're not a mom you had a baby and you haven't parented this child at all for the baby changes by the hour you've been gone for 13 Mm -hmm. since you've been awake that baby is a toddler now actually and you missed all of it and she's calling rosalie mommy under her breath because you're not there i have a note on all of emmett's sexual innuendos innuendos Mm mm-hmm she's like about to lose her temper over it and i'm like bella it's okay to laugh have a sense of humor (laughs) you're married people know what you do on your wedding night you had a baby yeah yeah people figured it out edward talked to carlisle about it (laughs) and then carlisle went and told esme like that's what married people do well at some point jacob goes to tell charlie 
pretty much everything, despite the fact that he's not supposed to, but he just does. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, Well, I think it was one of the things, it was, like, the plane ticket thing that you brought up in Eclipse. Yeah. It had to be done. I'm like, no, Jacob definitely overstepped the boundary, but if Jacob didn't do that, she wouldn't have seen Charlie and there would have had to be a fifth book. Yeah. Because Bella would have been back and forth six months from now. I don't know how to tell Charlie. Yeah. Then they all yell at him. And I was like, this is very childish of Jacob. Just like, again, like with the motorcycle thing, like he's just forcing something onto Charlie to incite a reaction onto Bella. But we're not thinking about Charlie and we're just thinking about how it affects Bella and whatever. Um, Jacob's like, oh, I didn't realize it was hurting you. Being near a human is going to like make Bella's throat hurt. Mm-hmm. Whatever. He's like, oh, I didn't realize that. I am sorry about it hurting you. I didn't know it was like that. Bella, things are different with us now, but you'll always be my best friend and I'll always love you. But I'll love you the right way now. There's finally a balance. We both have people we can't live without. He smiled his very most Jacoby smile. Still friends, try as hard as I could to resist. I had to smile back just a tiny smile. This is yet again, we're doing the Jacob thing where he messes up and then we forgive him anyway. Mm-hmm. And I said, great. So the whole series is solved mm-hmm. in these two sentences. Yes. Cool. Because the main plot point amongst the past two books since New Moon is that Bella's in love with Edward, but also in love with Jacob. That's like the continuing thread. And in this page on 499 of Breaking Dawn, a 700-page book, it's gone now. My main complaint is that absolutely nothing happens in this book. On paper, a lot happens. But because it just happens like a blip, it's just so automatically explained. It's just like it doesn't even exist. So like, no, nothing happens and I will die on that hill. Nothing, even, like, the big things that happen Mm -hmm. result in nothing. Right. We're talking about the contacts that she has to wear to avoid Charlie Mm -hmm. seeing her red eyes. And they were like, oh, you have to change them out every so often because the venom in your eyeballs will melt the contacts. Mm -hmm. And I said, they have venom in their eyes? Are all of their bodily fluids venom? Do they have tears? Are the tears venom? Because the liquid in your eyes... And the saliva... And the saliva is venom. Do they pee because they drink blood? Is it, They just use 100% she of that? She said they don't have to use the bathroom. So and I don't even know... She says something about wanting to cry all the time, but I don't even know if vampires cry. I mean, I don't... But they have liquid in their eyes. Anatomically, I don't think they can, but like nothing anatomically makes sense, so... I just, I, I was like, what? Nothing <laughs> makes sense. Nothing What makes are we sense. doing? Like, nothing makes sense. Nothing and makes I know sense. this is Stephanie's world, but and it's just, it's, it's a continuation thing. It didn't even have to be added to the story. It could just be like, oh, here's some contacts. You'll be fine. But no, it was like half a page of Alice putting them in the, hiding them in the bathroom. She's sitting on the couch anticipating Charlie showing up and she's like, hand me Renesmee. And then Alice is like, oh, Bella, like, you being near Renesmee doesn't help me see. And she says, but I need her. She keeps me calm. And I was like, great, we're already using the baby for our own benefits. That's great. (laughs) Baby already has a job to do. Which is parent you. (laughs) Which is support you in your times of stress. Fantastic. Wonderful. Charlie is under the impression in the beginning that Renesmee is Edward's niece, and then he, but that automatically goes away because she looks too much like Edward and has Bella's eyes. Like the next paragraph. I know, whatever. Yeah, in the next paragraph, never mind. Her name is Renesme. Charlie's like, oh, like, how do you feel about taking on a ward? Maybe Carla and Esme could 
and then she interrupts, but like he's implying like maybe they could adopt the baby and be more mm-hmm. responsible because you're an idiot and a child. And then she said, she's mine. I want her. And- Charlie's just okay with it, apparently. He now knows that there's some supernatural world and what he doesn't need to know, he doesn't need to know. And um, he is okay with it. Not believable. I feel but- like, yeah, I feel like Charlie just lost all of his personality in these chapters. Like he, I don't think that Charlie three books ago would be okay with that. No. He was freaking out about Bella owning a motorcycle. Yeah. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess you're married to a vampire now. What? So we finished that chapter and he's like just hanging out watching football with Emmett. And then he's still there at the beginning of chapter 26. She, at the top of 513, is like talking in the monologue. And she said, it's been a long day in some ways, so short in others. Charlie was late for dinner. Sue Clearwater was cooking for him and Billy. That was going to be an awkward evening, but at least he'd be eating real food. I was glad someone was trying to keep him from starving due to his lack of cooking ability. And I said, Bella, he lived by himself for 17 years. Stop parenting your parents. Yes. He can feed himself. It's none of your business what your dad's eating for dinner. My dad eats hot fries and mac and cheese from a cup, but you know what? It's none of my business. (laughs) He can eat what he wants. It's not my responsibility to cook for him. She asked, do you want to hear her middle name? And Charlie said, sure. And she said, Carly, with a C, like Carlisle and Charlie put together. And I said, Carly should be her name, but still buy a baby book. (laughs) I like that. I think that's cute. That is cute. But also, like, why did you have to clarify that Carly with a C? Like, is Carly with a K a common name? I would have said Carly with an IE. First of all, two much more important people in your lives. Right, because they they are actually, like, present in the story. And, like, relevant to this baby's life. Right. Renee still, to the whole end of this book, Renee has never met this baby, and she never will. And she never will. And then 523, this is where I noted that Bella is immediately passing on trauma. Okay, I want to hear it. Yes, 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 yes. So we're in the sun and we're glittering, hence the name of the chapter. Shiny. Hmm. And the baby's giggling and everybody's giggling and yay. She said, Renesmee stroked the smooth diamond bright facets, then laid her arm next to mine. Her skin had just a faint luminosity, subtle and mysterious. Nothing that would keep her inside on a sunny day like my glowing sparkle. She touched my face, thinking of the difference and feeling disgruntled. And she said, you're the prettiest, I assured her. And then Edward says, I'm not sure I could agree to that. And I was like, let's not. Right. Immediately inflict beauty standards on our baby. I just don't really feel that that's a valuable contribution to this baby who clearly understands absolutely everything. At the end of the page, I have another tab where she says, it was a strange feeling, not surprising, I suppose, since everything felt strange now, this being a natural at something. As a human, I'd never been the best at anything. This was was my note. Really? This, This is the one I was telling you about when I saw you on Saturday. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was okay at dealing with Renee, but probably lots of people could have done better. No. Phil seemed to be holding out on his own. I was a good student, but never the top of the class. Obviously, I could be counted counted out of anything athletic. Not artistic or musical. No particular talents to brag of. Nobody ever gave away a trophy for reading books. They probably do somewhere, Bella. And maybe join a book club or something. Do do a spelling bee. Do a spelling bee. After 18 years of mediocrity, I was pretty used to being average. I realized now that I'd long ago given up any aspirations of shining at anything. I just did the best with what I had, never quite fitting into my world. And my note is that here Bella is just admitting that she just wanted to be involved in something. Yes. 
She just needed to be good at something and she just needed to be involved. I thought about this for a solid 45 minutes in the car because this drives me crazy. She just described me. She just described most of the population of the world. Mm -hmm. Most people are average and mediocre. And all of us are okay without that recognition. We're okay with not getting trophies or shining in anything in particular. But like, if I want to be stronger, I'm going to go to the gym and set goals for myself. Mm -hmm. If I want to be faster, I'm going to train and be faster and learn like different splits on the treadmill. If I'm going to be smarter about a subject, I'm going to pick up a book and read it on that subject and apply myself. Yeah, if you want to be more artistic or more musical, right. you're going to practice. Like, you, you, right. It's like I wouldn't give my mediocrity up for some materialistic, superficial qualities that she has now that don't even matter because in my eyes, she took the easy way out. She's like, I'm mediocre. That's just it. I can't get better because that's just it. That's who I am. It's like, that, that's just me. Okay, I'm not even going to try, but I'll just go to marry this vampire and he's going to turn me into a vampire now. Oop, there we go. I didn't work hard for anything. Drives me crazy. It's just everything's better now. Right. With no effort. No growth, no growth. effort, no hardships, no obstacles. Can't stand it. That is not life. And again, it comes back. What lesson are we teaching young, impressionable girls who are reading this story right. at 18? Thank God I also read Sarah Dessen. Thank God I also read Harry Potter. And then on 531, she's saying, I have to go see the Volturi and I have to do it absolutely alone. Nobody can go with me. And I get it so the arrow doesn't see the baby, blah, blah, blah. But I Makes sense, though. 535, she's making fun of Jacob, saying Jacob was more of a child than Renesmee sometimes. Agreed racing or whatever and i was just like that was the love of your life two books ago girly oh how stupid and immature great that was just the human weakness human weakness this whole relationship with the she's person. mature now she's different she's a hugely different person now so this bitch irena comes who's a part of the denali clan and i think she was like made it with laurent mm-hmm. and they killed laurent so now she didn't come to the wedding but now she's coming back to like Make her peace or something. I don't fucking know. So anyway, she's out with Renesmee and Jacob, you know, and they're racing and whatever. And, you know, it's all fun and happy. And then she can see a gazillion miles away, like Irina. And she sees her. And then next, you know, she runs away. So she comes back and tells everyone that she thinks she saw Renesmee and a werewolf and whatever. So Carlisle and Edward had not been able to catch up with Irina before her trail disappeared into the sound. They swum to the other bank to see if her trail had picked up in a straight line, but there was no trace of her for miles in either direction on the eastern shore. It was all my fault. She had come, and Alice had, as Alice had seen, to make peace with the Collins, only to be angered by my camaraderie with Jacob. I wish I'd noticed her earlier before Jacob had phased. I wish we'd gone hunting somewhere else. Of course, my note is, this is a stretch. <laughs> like, how could you know this? Like, this is... No words. No words. We're Absolute. back. We're back. <laughs> We've gotten rid of all of our stupid human emotions except for just being the worst. <laughs> being completely insecure and doing absolutely nothing. Nothing makes you get over that insecurity or figure out where that came from, inner child. Because I touched on, like, the same thing in therapy. You're not going to be forced to confront that so we're just gonna have the same limiting belief 
in ourselves for the rest of our existence, which is a very long time. Oh, we're talking about how we have to go to South America to follow vampire Just lore about research. Yeah. Sure. She's talking about Ed- Emmett and Jasper are more excited about planning on the hunting possibilities. The Amazon offered a change of our normal quarry. Let's say our. You've only hunted twice. <laughs> <laughs> jaguars and panthers for example she's included now jaguars and panthers for example Emmett had a whim to wrestle with an anaconda Esme and Rosalie were planning what they would pack and I said how very stereotypical of them that's lovely I thought the same thing great the women planning their stupid clothes they're talking about how the Volturi are showing up all of them and then she said, for once, I was the quickest to understand because something in their words triggered my own vision. It was only the distant memory of a dream, faint, transparent, indistinct, as if I were peering through a thick gaze, gauze. Sure. In my head, I saw a line of black advancing on me, the ghost of my half-forgotten human nightmare. And I said, what is happening with Bella's visions in her dreams? I think I've said this in every single episode. She has these precognitive dreams and we have never, and we finished the series, we have never and will never figure out what the fuck that is. I've got nothing. I'm like bothered. What is this? You could just see the future in your dreams. We never established what that means. She's special. That is lazy writing and I'm mad about it. (laughs) That's a good point. Give me something. That could be your thing. That could be your... No, because then she'd be too close to Alice. And then four pages later, they're talking about, like, why would the Volturi be coming for us? What's going on? And then on 548, they're like, what would Renesme look like to Irina? An immortal child. Mm-hmm. And I said, why did this revelation take you four pages? Yeah. I mean, was, as we learned from Eclipse, these people aren't that smart. They're not that smart. <laughs> or it's like they don't have common sense. They're like, oh, Irina saw something and then she got upset. What could she possibly have seen? Five pages ago, you were talking about how you didn't want the Volturi to see Renesmee. Like, use your noodles. What do you think she saw? None. They have none. No noodles. There's no blood. There's no, there's no thoughts. There's no synapses firing in there. There's no electrical impulses anymore. So she immediately spirals from here on out into the Volturi are just trying to end my happiness and kill me. And that's the plot point for the rest of the book. <laughs> Oh no. oh no a conflict <laughs> so then she said little over a month was this the limit then i'd had more happiness than most people ever experienced was there some natural law that demanded equal shares of happiness and misery in the world was yes. my jo- joy overthrowing the balance was four months all that i could have and i said yep that's it bella it's actually all about you and your happiness you solved it <laughs> i can't believe i didn't note these because I definitely read it. I remember reading this, but I guess I just didn't care enough to tab it. But I was like, oh, my God. Oh, and then they talk about how the wives are coming. Oh, my God. I we, think I noted that at some point. Oh, I think later. Because they don't just call them the wives as a one They don't have names. They they say the wives about six times. They're not three people. They are a unit. The it's wives. Not like, right. It's not like Aro. Aro, Aro. Sure. And like... Mm. Rebecca. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have a name. She's just the wife wives. number one. Yeah. <laughs> They're not even like separated into wife number one, wife number two, like the brunette wife, the blonde wife. They are the, the wives. wives. What are we doing, Stephanie? You're a woman. Like, what is going on? The call is coming from inside the house. Like, why are we treating ourselves like this? Anyway. 
So then they they have to tell the whole thing to Jacob, which again, I do not like in books where we have to show the exposition of the thing that we just already saw. So she has to tell it again. Just like when Edward had to re-explain how Bella is so perfect after her first hunt. Like this right. literally just happened. This is why this book is almost 800 pages. Also because we got Renesmee's birth twice. We got 20 pages of burning. The burning was in my th- fingers now. The yeah. burning was in my toes. The burning left my toes and now it's mostly in my knees. I don't care. <laughs> I don't. The last line of pa- chapter 28, she said, All of us, Jacob. It was there in my voice. The sound of the inside of a grave. It's over. We've all been sentenced to die. I remember thinking that's excessive. I said, the drama. I know. <laughs> the, so we find out that Alice and Jasper have left. Still, no one is using their noodles and figuring out that she must have had a reason and not just because she was scared and didn't want to be a part of this family anymore. But we are led to believe it's because she didn't want to be part of this family anymore. Nuh-uh. Everyone's saying she must have had a reason. Okay. Well, good. Well, Bella's <laughs> like, she left me. Because <laughs> Bella's an idiot. So Bella's crying, but she can't actually cry because she has no tears. <laughs> Um, Renesmee's eyes glistened wetly as she watched my face. She stroked my face, showing me nothing, just trying to soothe me. I never thought to see the mother-daughter bond reversed between us, the way it had always been for Renee and me. But I hadn't had a very clear view of the future. Don't do this. Do not. It's okay for your child to comfort their parent when they're crying. Like, it happens. It's a little weird, but it's a little abnormal, but it happens. It happens. It's good for your parents to show emotion. But don't be like, oh, she's my mother in this situation. No. No, you are in a house full of adults. Adults who never sleep. She sleeps. So, like, you know, just compose yourself for your child, as we saw Emma Thompson do in Love Actually, when she found out that, like, Alan Rickman might be cheating on her. You know, she composed herself and went on for her kids. The way that they treat this baby, like, I understand that she... Stephanie told her that she has like full adult thoughts, which is, you know, just, I don't even want to touch on how weird that is, but like, it doesn't matter. She's two. Mm-hmm. Just because you have the ability to think like an adult doesn't mean that you have the experiences that exactly. lead you to have rational thoughts like an adult. Exactly. And you don't need to be exposing this toddler to, you're going to be sentenced to death now, Renesme. <clears throat> yeah. And nobody plays with her. Like, she doesn't have toys. No. That's so sad. <laughs> it's sad. They're just holding her and she's just talking to people, which I don't, she doesn't have like blocks or like. Right. She's not doing anything. She's just being carried around. This is a very sad life for this baby and I feel bad for her. The next chapter is called Irresistible. She just mentioned something about like, oh, I don't have much time left with Edward and I didn't see how I could stand to have this end for the moment. I couldn't help but be selfish. And I was like, for the moment? For the moment, yeah. She's like, somebody needs to teach me how to fight because I don't know how to fight. She's planning on sacrificing herself again because that worked so well the last time. Mm-hmm. And Edward's like, I will try to teach you what I can, but please don't make me think about you sacrificing yourself as a diversion again. He choked and didn't finish. She said, I nodded. I would keep my plans to myself then. And I said, yes, because that always works so well for you every right. time. My note is a sentence after that. First Alec, and then if I was miraculously lucky enough to win Jane. And I just said, sure. So she's talking about the Donnelly family. We're learning about them in Eliezer. No idea. I kept sure. saying Ebenezer. <laughs> Scratch. Um, no, Ellie, we're going to call him Eliezer, um, besties, if you're anything like my husband when he listens to these episodes and is automatically correcting our pronunciation of things. Um, sorry. Dave, if you're listening, shut up. So Eliezer was apparently used to be part of the Volturi. And so Bella hisses involuntarily and Jacob's growling about it. And they're like, oh, 
Because people aren't allowed to change. And I said, let's not judge people for having actions in previous lives, Bella. Mm-hmm. People do things. This is the same thing that she did with Tanya's family, like, flirting with Edward. Yeah. And she's like, I don't like them because they made a choice 25 years ago. And notice how she never brings it up ever again. I mean, like, we talk about it a little bit. He's like, oh, like, I know their battle strategies. But, like, she's not like, how, what, why did you leave? Like. Oh, no, I'm talking about how she's jealous of Tanya. Oh, yeah, never again. But well, she's pretty now, so it doesn't matter. She's right. The Volturi isn't supposed to be the villains the way they seem to be. They're the way they seem to you. They are the foundation of our peace and civilization. Each member of the Guard chooses to serve them. It's quite prestigious. They are all proud to be there, not forced to be there. And I said, yes, but they minorly inconvenienced Bella one time two years ago. So her perspective is way off. And now we're all led to believe that they're like these super villains. But really, they're not. They're just the governing body. Like, again, we don't know who the fuck put them in charge, but... But in concept, like, they are policing the, like, keep the secret thing Mm -hmm. pretty effectively. Yeah. I mean, they could, like, send a note instead of everybody come, but yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the wives (laughs) needed something to do. (laughs) They needed to be let out of their dungeon. I'm willing, I have two notes here, but I'm willing to bet that we have similar notes. I only have one. Mine is when everyone is coming, I think, I don't know, at this point, and Bella's telling her they, de- they don't understand you, Renesmee, because they've never met anyone like you. Getting them to understand is the problem. She sighed, and in my head flashed pictures of all of us in one quick burst. You're special. That's not a bad thing. She shook her head in disagreement. She thought of our strained faces and said, this is my fault. And I said, just like her mother. My note is she gets this from her mother. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a one slightly earlier. She says, what if they don't like me? She whispered. And I said, she gets this from her mother. Yeah. Tanya's family shows up. They convince them to listen to Remy's story and the visions. And they're all like, we're, we're with you. Next chapter. Talented. So we all know where this is going. Eliezer, potentially, is explaining that Bella is a shield. Mm-hmm. Because she is shielding whatever he can do, I stopped caring. And I just said, of course. She's talented. Renesmee says, Mama, you're special. Yep. Didn't I already know my gift? I had my super self-control that allowed me to skip right over the horrifying newborn year. Vampires had only one extra ability, right? And I said, super self-control is stupid. Yes. And you know it. Yes. It's not a gift. It's just Bella being so perfect. She's not like normal vampires. She's a special vampire. The next book I need to read has to have a character with flaws that they address and help that character grow because Bella does absolutely nothing at all besides wine and is just the perfect Mary Sue. You know what's funny is the last like two books in a row because obviously this is four books, but it's one story. And then we read Powerless before this. Mm -hmm. We're like really striking out. I'm I'm I don't have a five-star read since The Serpent and the Wings of Night since mid-December. So I'm really struggling right here, right now. But, like, both of these main characters are very similar in that they're just perfect and they don't change at all. And they don't have to change at all because all their problems are solved because other people around them may pave the way for them to be to continue to be perfect kate's talking about how she can use her (laughs) you know kate's talking about how she can use her ability to like other people or extend it to like not just her palm but like her whole body and this involves bella this directly involves bella because they're trying to say like bella you can shield more than just yourself 
Kate is saying after a lot of practice, I can radiate the current all over my body. It's good defense. Like she's saying things that will help Bella. And the next line is, I was only half listening to Kate. Rude. You're just rude. (laughs) My thoughts racing around the idea that I might be able to protect my little family if I could just learn fast enough. And I'm just like, this is is how you can learn, but you're not listening. It's so funny because like, Bella sees everything through a Bella-centric lens. Everything has to be about her. This is about you. Yes. If you just like take someone else's experience and apply it to your own life, you can learn from this. And she's not doing that because it's, she's not talking about, she's not saying the words Bella in her sentences. Like, what's going on? Right. They're talking about how Arrow knows their weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. She said, Edward was uncomfortable with this topic. I didn't like it either. If Arrow wanted me, Arrow, I'm going to call him Arrow. That's probably not correct. Whatever. If Arrow wanted me to do something, anything, all he had to do was threaten Edward and I would comply and vice versa. And I was like, maybe don't. (laughs) Like, have a conversation ahead of time knowing, like, we're very protective over each other. You know, he's going to use us to get to the other person. Mm -hmm. Like, we need to be under... Have a game plan. A literal game plan. You prepare for any situation so your emotions don't take over. And, like, you're just sitting here whining about it, waiting for someone else to fix it because you can't. <laughs> Got it. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, well, Aro's just going to use Edward to get to me and use me to get to Edward, so there's nothing we can do about that. Well, why don't you, like, have a conversation with Edward and be like, if he uses me to get to you, we have to protect the family, we have to protect Renezme at all costs. And so, you know what I mean? Like, have a conversation. Right. Plan ahead. Yeah, everyone's showing up. Every single one of these characters is infinitely more interesting than Bella and Edward ever will be, and we learn close to nothing about them. Um, we learn about these Egyptian people and she said basically the Egyptians all looked so alike with their midnight hair and olive toned skin they easily could have passed for family it's hard to tell them apart and I said no this whole section is all racist (laughs) don't do this 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 entire chapter (laughs) but like these are all Bella with your super senses I don't know we have no descriptions of these people other than their hair colors Mm mm-hmm and their skin tones. And they're all vampires. So she's like, their, their skin is like weirdly pallid. And I'm like, yes. Or their English was strangely accented. Because <laughs> you, yeah. you're you calling it strange because you never left and saw the world before you. Because this is not their first language. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, we have no, I don't know. I like don't know any of these characters. And there's like 25 of them in the house. And then at one point, on page 611, they're like, Jacob grumbled to Renesme that someone was going to have to provide an index if anyone expected him to keep all the new bloodsuckers names straight. And then she said, see page 756. And I was like, great, you made an index? It's just their fucking names. And who's made it and who's dead and who has a superpower. But the super, she doesn't say what they are. Yeah, it's just an asterisk. This is unhelpful. No, it's not. It's just a lot of people for like no reason. The um, coven from the Amazon comes. Mm -hmm. And one of them, Zafrina, can show people what they want to see or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And through Renesmee's thoughts, I could see Zafrina's visions for myself. They were as clear as any of Renesmee's own memories, like they were real, and thus judge for myself whether they were appropriate or not. She was worried beforehand because I was quite sure that Zafrina was able to create images that were not pretty at all. So I'm like, do you think that this woman would show your child something inappropriate? Are you only saying, thinking like, oh, I got to make sure it's appropriate because you just described her as quote unquote wild? Because she's from the Amazon. Get a fucking grip. Yep. (laughs) I didn't tab that part, but I remember being bumped by that. I was like, why? Just because this woman is from South America. 
you think she's not civilized enough to know what's appropriate for a child or not? Go, go and she's, away. she's like literally having full conversations with Renesme about like how cute she is and stuff. And now all of a sudden, why do we care about parenting the baby where you just carry the baby around? You're not even doing anything. Like, who are you to tell the baby that she can't do something? You don't do anything. (laughs) On the next page, because now she's like, I have to learn how to fight and whatever. So she's asking Edward, like, I have to learn how to fight. (laughs) She goes, (laughs) Edward says, I can't bear it. Emmett and Rosalie know as much as I do. Tanya and Elise are probably no more. Ask someone else. And she goes, that's not fair. You're good at this. And... He said, looking at you that way, analyzing you as a target, seeing all the ways I could kill you, he flinched. It just makes it too real for me. And I, in all caps, I'm like yelling at my phone at this point. My note is, which makes you the best teacher for her, Edward. You know her intimately. You know all of her quirks and all of her habits. Help her grow. I'm not a fan of this. I get it. I don't. But we have to get over that. (laughs) Like, I get it. It's like, this is difficult for me because I don't like looking at you that way. I understand that. But you still have to help. You are the one who would be able to help her the most because you know her habits. You know her tells of, you know, what she's going to and how to help her beat those physical weaknesses because you know her more than Tanya does. I have one that's just a throwaway note on 612, just backtracking a little bit. One of the um, vampires they bring in is Alistair Moody. Mm, yes yeah he just wants to be alone he wants to be alone he's an englishman he's grumpy he's in the attic he's like paranoid of course now they'll know i was here um he preferred to hang in the attic by himself no way to keep arrow out at this point centuries on the run that's what it'll mean blah 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 blah. and then at some point he mysteriously leaves and i suspect it's because he got called by dumbledore to teach defense against their arts this year and he had to leave it's just his name is literally alistair and he's just like a paranoid old man i'm like that's it's Alistair Moody. Yeah, I would um, hang out in the attic alone if I was in that household. And then everyone starts watching her learning how to fight. And she has an audience and she's learned, like trying to figure out how to use her ability. And everybody's watching and all this stuff. And then I just said, like, what happened to Bella's debilitating fear of being observed? Yeah. And now you're it was like, literally on, show. on her wedding day. She had like a whole paragraph about that. But now she's a vampire. So she everything's fine. Everything's different. Great. <laughs> She's talking about going over to Charlie's house. She called him. He's like, Shay coming with you guys? Um, and she said, probably. He goes, maybe like, maybe I should invite Billy, but hmm, maybe another time. I was only half paying attention to Charlie. Uh-huh. I just have to know it every time. She's fucking rude. Yep. So. <laughs> I said, this conversation has been five sentences. How are you already not paying attention? <laughs> and also, this is a tension between her and Charlie, or Charlie and Billy, that we've <laughs> never... Right. We'll never talk about it again. We will right. Never we never talk. talked about it because she even said something like that there is something going on between Billy and Jacob. And yeah. maybe it's because the whole Renesmee and printing thing and Billy's not happy about it. But we don't know. It's never because she said yeah. something. Oh, something's going on with like Jacob and his dad. And then there's this reluctance between like Billy and Charlie. And maybe it's the Sue Clearwater thing. Who knows? But we don't we don't know because Bella never asks. Yeah, she said, if Charlie and Billy were grown-ups, if there was something going on between them, they could figure it out for themselves. I had too many more important things to obsess over. She says that so many times. She's like, I have too many more important things going on. No, no, you don't. You really don't. <laughs> you have a house full of 26 people that will delegate tasks. And you yeah. have 24-hour alertness. Yeah. Without getting tired. You literally... You can handle something else. You can handle concern over your father <laughs> are things okay with you and billy dad like he's your best friend are you guys okay yeah Bella, we're just going through our time all right no problem <laughs> yeah. he's close bella 
You have infinite seconds and that took 12. She's just casually disappointed in her car. She just doesn't care. Edward had gotten around to revealing my after car as he suspected I had not been capable of showing the appropriate enthusiasm. Didn't he get her like a Ferrari or something? Yeah. I mean, I'm not a car person, but like. You have no empathy. Like you can't even fake it for the sake of being like, oh my God, thank thank you so much. I'm not a big car person, (laughs) but like this is beautiful and it's a really kind gift. Nothing? No. Right. And then Jacob grumbled, but got in the front seat. Renesmee climbed from my lap to his. There's no car seat. That was my note. I said, why does the child not have a car seat? If you get into a car accident, which, you know, at one point she was driving without headlights on, like, okay, so you can, I'm sure you can see that well, sure, but still, like. How does vampire speed, like, I know you can see everything. I think it's about. And your reflex time is really fast, but, like, you still are trusting your speed and reflexes to a machine. And, like, what if something goes awry? What if something goes wrong with the car? Or even, like, a drunk driver. Like, I know you have reflexes, but now you have to, like, deal with their reflexes that are like not mm-hmm. accurate can you adapt that quickly like okay sure maybe but i don't know it's just there's too many variables here so she just basically dumps renezme and jacob off at charlie's house and says i have to do christmas shopping but really she's following alice's lead of going to like the guy who like can do forged paperwork mm-hmm. and she has to put all that together this guy's assistant or something is like at the sketchy location and anyway so this guy max has to call his boss who is going to give the the forged passports and shit to bella but we don't know this yet but anyway he's on the phone with him and there was a beat of dead silence and then the voice on the other end was abruptly screaming using a lot of words you didn't often hear outside of a truck stop and i was like bella people curse live a little but she's having a conversation with jay jenks about the documents and Mm mm-hmm He says, you know, like, I'm going to give you the documents kind of thing. And then can you meet me for uh, dinner at this one location? And I will give you the documents. She said, okay. And on top of 648, she says, perfect. Not that I would be joining him for dinner. He actually wouldn't like it much if I did. And I was just like, ha ha, Bella, shut up. (laughs) You have been a vampire for three days. Great. Chapter 34, declared. (laughs) Declared what? Declared what? I don't know. (laughs) They reveal their Christmas presents for Remy, and they're all terrible presents for children. What are they? She gives her a gold locket. Oh, yeah. Right. Your two-year-old really wants that. Yeah. Um, Edward gave her a MP3 player that held Edward's favorite songs. 2,000 of his, like, favorite songs. Yeah. Yeah. Put the wheels on the bus on there. She's a child. Not blocks. Like, nobody gave her a toy... And then Ed, uh, Jacob gave her a promise ring. That was a bracelet. And no earlier one gave one this p- child toys for Christmas? Earlier at one point, what's her face? Bella was reading Tennyson to her. So, because she's so smart already. But, like, okay, like, get her. Pick the pug. She's like, oh, she didn't have patience for picture books. Well, you know. Maybe she needs it. And also, like, why do you go straight from Pig the Pug to Tennyson <laughs> and not chapter books yeah no read her some percy jackson give her some like challenging children's literature Mm -hmm. she's a child edward had saved the day by ordering a gift for charlie with amazon prime shipping um and charlie spent all morning reading the thick instruction manual to his new fishing sonar system and not me trying immediately to figure out what kind of boat charlie has to accommodate a sonar system he must have a t-top sonars are really expensive i get that from the cullens but you know i was like it's a really extensive gift. And also, like, kind of labor-intensive. Is anyone going to install that for him? 
He can probably anyway. do it himself. And then she makes a comment about like, oh, we must look like friends from the outside. Did we play yeah. our parts well enough? Would a stranger have thought us a happy circle of friends? And I was like, why are you pretending? You are. You Yeah, you are. A ha- are you not yeah. a happy circle of family and friends on Christmas? This is exactly what this is. What are you talking about? Well, because it's not her main family anymore. It's just her average family. It's her dad. You're right. And 6.59. So they're declaring themselves whether or not they will fight for the Volturi. So everybody and all the nomads and all the family and all the vampires are like, I will fight the Volturi or not. Which I feel, again, is like a delayed revelation because I think this was probably something we should have done upon their introduction. Yes. It's like, we need you as a witness, but just in case, will you fight? Yes or no? Yeah. Again, like, we're skipping a lot of pages here. Like, we're glossing over a lot of plot, but, like, none of the plot is important. So Nothing it happens. It doesn't matter. Everyone's just yeah. here at this house. This is the last, the tw- last 20% of this book. And we still haven't had any major conflict. Nope. But on 659, we get Garrett casually saying, this won't be the first time I fought to keep myself from a king's rule. Here's to freedom from oppression. And I was like, I really wish we got more of these characters. Yeah. Because this is infinitely more interesting than Bella's rambling thoughts about her dying. Where did these people come from? What are their stories? Garrett is clearly revolutionary war. Yeah, he's like a I think patriot. We establish that later, but that's more interesting to me. Yeah, this man's been alive for three hundred plus years. What's his deal? Yeah, and he's a nomad, but now he's like into Kate. Like that was just glossed over glossed to the over. point where I forgot who Garrett was. I liked him, but I don't even think he was in the movies. Probably just not. Because he has no purpose like the end, the yeah. end game. I think it's just the camaraderie that Edward and Jacob had. Stupid leeches, Jake muttered to himself when we got outside. They think they're so superior. They'll be shocked when the infants save their superior lives, won't they, Edward said. Jake smiled and punched his shoulder. Hell, hell yeah, they will. I just said amazing. Yeah, I like that growth I, there. Unlike what Bella assumed earlier, Edward doesn't want to kill Jacob. He thinks of him as like his brother. Um, she says, I was thinking about my shield. You really think it's worth something that it will help somehow. I know the others are hoping I'll be able to shield Zafrina and Benjamin, even if I can only keep it up for a few seconds at a time. What if that's a mistake? What if your trust in me is the reason that we fail? And I was just like, shut up and trust people. Yeah. This goes back to the eclipse thing, like where she was like, yeah, everyone was making war plans and she was just, I don't believe that that would work. They've been around the block. Let them make the plan and you just follow along like you. Yeah. My note kind of piggybacks off of that. Like after that, it's my voice was edging towards hysteria, though I had enough control to keep it low. I didn't want to upset Renesmee. There it is. <laughs> Bella, what brought this on? Of course, it's wonderful that you can protect yourself, but you're not responsible for saving anyone. Don't distress yourself needlessly. And my initial thought is, please shut up. Kind of like at the point where your note was. But I'm not going to act like I don't have the same spirals at least three times a week at this point. (laughs) But Bella's martyr spirals don't cover the fact that she's already incredibly selfish. Yes. Because it's all about she tries to be like this martyr and it's like she'll save herself and she'll sacrifice herself. Like that that, that doesn't make up for her selfish tendencies. And it's all about her. Like, ugh. We're just planning. We're just planning for the rest of the book. This... Planning, planning, planning. And then on 667, she's meeting Jay Jenks and he's complimenting her. And she's like, oh, I still wasn't used to being beautiful to anyone rather than Edward. And That I made just... me roll my eyes. I just put an eye roll emoji as my note. <laughs> <laughs> and then she's staring at a fireplace and she's like, oh, I wonder if it'll, what it'll feel like when I burned. I should put my hand in there. And I was like, shut up. Okay, that's, that's a stretch. 
That's a lot. <laughs> and then Jay Jenks makes a cute note, which I actually thought was cute. And he was just like, if you could just assure me that you're not planning to kidnap this little girl from her father, I would feel a lot better. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I feel bad for him because he's like greatly terrified of you. And you're just like, I don't know. I was just like, that was sweet. She's like writing, she's making Renesmee's like go bag of her documents. And mm-hmm. she writes Rio de Janeiro in huge letters on a note, hoping Alice will see it, which she does, but. And then on page 675, she's, like, putting, they're, like, they camped out in the woods, like, prepping for the battle. Um, she puts the backpack on Renesmee's back. She's, like, she, I put, over her jacket, I put on the leather backpack with the documents, the money, the clue, the, just a paper This is Rio de Janeiro, and my love notes for her, Jacob, Charlie, and Renee. She was strong enough that it was no burden to her. And I was, like, it's a mini backpack full of papers. <laughs> it's not rocks. It's or not heavy. <laughs> It's like seven pieces of paper and like a little wad of money. Like that doesn't weigh anything. Well, actually, she did say that she took out not just a little wad of money, but enough for like over the average or twice the average salary. Yeah, but like a stack of hundreds is this big. I mean, it's a lot of cash. Who knows? Like hundreds. You're talking and like that's like a hundred grand. Yeah. That's a lot of stacks. Whatever. It's paper. So we're planning our thing. We're like saying goodbye to everybody and we're all just standing in a line in the baseball field waiting for the Volturi to arrive. Baseball field sees a lot of action. It does. It's the only field in the whole forest. Aro had gifted her like some stolen crown jewels Mm -hmm. for the wedding anniversary or wedding present. So she's like wearing it. I don't know. And then... She said, like, Edward gives the his two girls a hug, and then she said, I couldn't see a goodbye anywhere in his eyes. Maybe he had more hope for something after this life than he'd let on, like, implying, like, an afterlife. And I was like, maybe he's just much less dramatic than you are, Bella. And Probably. he doesn't immediately assume you're all going to die immediately. <laughs> yeah. So the Bolturi arrive in a very beautiful choreographed dance. <laughs> And I know they like walk in this file, this single file thing, and then they branch out and they're in color coordinated cloaks from darkest to lightest. And then all the witnesses are behind and everybody's like moving, but they're gliding. And I was like, who choreographed this? And did they have rehearsals? And I like to picture them being like, no, no, you stand five steps to the left, five, six, seven, eight. (laughs) This is stupid. This is stupid. Well, I think they've had thousands of years of rehearsals. So I think what they figured the first, very first time, they just stuck with it. Yeah, but at one point they had to practice this and be like, okay, we're going to walk and it'll be so badass if we all walk at the same pace really slowly and then we'll fan out with the darkest people in the middle and we're going to have different shades of black until we get to gray on the up. So Aro's just kind of having a great time. And then Caius, is that his name? Cassius? Caius? Whatever. Fuck. Caius is like, you know, Irina, you know, get the fuck over here. You're stupid. And he slapped her face. And said, it couldn't have hurt, but there was something terribly degrading about the action. I was like, like, as degrading as calling the wives, the wives, (laughs) nothing else. (laughs) Like some handmade tale shit. (laughs) As degrading as continually referring to this group of women as nothing more to their relationship to their men. Yeah. This whole confrontation in the movie. You've not seen this movie. No. In the movie. They stage an entire battle sequence. Multiple people die. It's all like really dramatic. And then it just fades out. And it's like, that's what would have happened if we proceeded to fight. 
And then at the end, nothing happened. Because I think the people who made this movie realized that nothing fucking happens in this scene. Yeah, you're going to have the whole climax of a series be a conversation. Like, no. Arrow's commenting that she's wearing the necklace he gave her. And she's like, it seems Jane wasn't happy about the fact that Arrow had given me a present. And my note is that I just don't think Bella likes women. No. Any other woman but her. And Alice. She's like consistently harping on like Because she's insecure. It's giving Peyton in the maze just fighting Blair by talking about how men will never love her. Like, yes. Great. And then Arrow's like, let me talk to my brothers. There's, you know, this baby's clearly growing up. We fly through. We mention the werewolves. These are not the children of the moon. These creatures have nothing to do with the children of the moon. They have inherited this skill from their father. The concept that they're wolves is just coincidence. They're not actually werewolves. When I when they said children of the moon, I thought they meant like witches. And I was like, oh, excuse me. And then they meant like werewolves. Like werewolves. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but what's their deal? They sound interesting. We're just going to drop this lore in here for no reason. And right. Then- they're not Remus Lupin. They're others. We get a little bit of a love story moment with um, Garrett and Kate. Which means absolutely nothing. Which means nothing has no premise, but I was like, right. I would be more interested in them than I right. would be. Right. I actually else. had to go back to the um, glossary at this point to figure out who Garrett was. <laughs> Aro's like, okay, let me just confer with my brothers or whatever. And then everyone's like, okay, this is it. They're going to choose to fight. And Edward leaned his head against the same shoulder where he plays Renesme. Goodbye, Jacob, my brother, my son. And I no. said, that got weird really quick. My note was, I don't like this. No. And then slightly before that, she reveals the plan that, that Remy and, and Jacob are going to run away. Mm-hmm. And she he's like, this is what you kept from me. And she said, from Arrow. And he was like, Alice? And she, I nodded. His face twisted with understanding and pain. Had that been the expression on my face when I'd finally put together Alice's clues? And I said, this is not about you, Bella. Right. This is Edward's moment. And that was unnecessary. I didn't need to know about what your face looked like. Like, I was with you when you figured out Alice's clothes. I could, I don't care. The chapter ends by, There is no change in the silent, still forms of the counseling ancients. But perhaps there is some signal I'd missed. Get (laughs) ready, I whispered to the others. It's starting. My note is, really? Is it? Because absolutely nothing is happening. And it would be on Edward to make that call. Because he's the one who can hear what they are thinking and saying. That no, that was dramatic for no reason, and like wh- no one's listening to you. There was no change, but perhaps there was a signal I missed. Where did you get that from? Right, nothing happened. That's a stretch. He convenes with his brothers like four different times. Mm-hmm. The resolution of each of them is stupid. Aro's making the final vote. Mm-hmm. Edward, the mind reader, at some point when Aro says, I must make the deciding vote, Edward goes, Yes, and she's like, I didn't understand. What is this expression of triumph? And I'm like, think about it, genius. Clearly there's something going on that's exciting to him. It doesn't matter. You'll figure it out. And then Alice shows up and then Edward goes, why don't you join us, Alice? And I was like, this is actually pretty badass of a line. Just Alice shows up out of nowhere. Alice talks and she's like, oh, it's like she never left. She's, She's just like she used to be. And I was like, she was gone for probably two months and she's immortal. So, yep. We have recruited another half vampire child and his aunt who was taking care of him. The aunt is telling the story of her sister who was bewitched by a vampire. She would not listen to our warning. She was bewitched. And I was like, this is an interesting revelation. Is that why Bella's so obsessed with Edward? Who's to say? Hmm. Ooh, good. Never explained. 
Good point. Then he, the half vampire person named Nowell, Nowell, is telling his story and he said that like, I have venom, I can turn people, but my sisters do not. Whether or not that's due to gender or a mere chance, who knows? And I said, really hope it's not gender because why the fuck is that relevant in this other than to just make women weak again? I don't- Again. They were talking about his dad named Joam and- the Faltori's like, oh, maybe we should go hunt him. And he's like, oh, like, stop him if you will, but leave my sisters be. They are innocent. And then they're like, oh, we're not going to fight. And I was just like, here we go again, just pushing our problems onto someone else. Mm-hmm. No, but we don't know Joam, so it's okay that he's going to go die at the hands of the Valtori. At least it's not Bella. Valtori leave, it's very awkward. Everyone celebrates. Says, oh, this was anticlimactic. And for what? And then it's back to a happy life. Back to happy life. Everything's great. I don't know. You can't happily ever after. You can't convince me that you're immortal and the rest of your life is going to be peachy keen. When the last two, three years of your life have been this dramatic. Right. She's a vampire now, so everything's solved. My final thought is I didn't expect to loathe this series as much as I did. I didn't either. Absolutely nothing happened in this book. This whole series boiled down to a conversation. And it was an it was like way longer than it needed to be. And it was essentially, I feel like it was a filler book. Yet it was the ending of a four book series at the same time. I thought of wrapping up thoughts in terms of reading Twilight as a whole uh, for the last time in my life is that I'm reading Twilight again was my idea and I thought it would be fun. And I, I'm sorry. And I, <laughs> I'm like, I really was like, oh, it's so bad. It's so bad. But I thought it was like so bad in the way that the first movie is like comically bad. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's like genuinely not good. I was like, oh, this will be fun. And then it became not fun. <laughs> It literally became like homework. I was like dreading picking this book up every single time I would sit down to read it. Well, we dipped our toes into the culture of the 2000s for the second time in our lives. And I think I'm going to leave it there. Minus the music. The music's great. All right, besties. Besties, (laughs) thanks for listening along. Follow Instagram and TikTok at Paperback Besties. Um, We're going to read something better now. Love you, bye. (laughs) We're going to have a fun episode next week. TBD. besties thanks for hanging out with us don't forget to subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen to your podcasts and we will see you monday with another episode bye bye